Welcome in, ladies and germs, to week four of the pod. How you doing? Can you hear Alyssa teaching? Nope. How's it living with an educator? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting, to say the least. There have been so many times where a kid has been like playing video games or something during her class, and he's like, <laughs> not not got himself off mute, and she's like chewing him out, all that kind of stuff. That's but, amazing. Yeah, for the most part, it's actually been pretty good. I think she just posted some grades last week and a lot of kids are failing, so they're all freaking out. Kiara's had to resolve a couple TikTok disputes already. Oh, really? All right, so full intro here. Uh, welcome into week four of the Talking Shot Football Pod. Uh, each week I have on my fantasy football opponent talk about our match. We also break down NFL games, league results. Sometimes we do a little NFL trivia. This week, I'm joined by the manager of Sofa King Awesome. He's a big Chargers fan. I'm sure we'll get into that. He's also the proprietor of one of the best Sunday NFL living room setups in the city in the county of San Francisco. So without further delay, let's welcome into the pod, Chris Sampson. Sams, how are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Managing. I think first thing we got to get into, we got to talk about our matchup, man. I know. It's, we got a close one. It's down to the wire tonight. Yeah. It's not even determined yet after Sunday. We got we to play Monday Night Football first. I know. I think uh, you're projected 92.3, and I'm at 91.8. So I've got a decision to make, too. Should I start the Patriots B or not? Because they could easily get negative points tonight. Yeah. Do you have any other option? I mean, not really. I think I either just ride with Ridley, hope he gets a touchdown in 50 yards, or he needs like 12 or 13 points. And obviously, we're a non-PPR league. So. Right. That's going to be close. But you're right. The Chiefs could definitely get an, or the the Chiefs could score a lot of points this week. Gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting. They're at Kansas City, right? Yeah, and no Cam Newton, so yeah. gonna be hard to uh, hard to get the offense off the field. Hard to score some points. All right. So I don't know if you listened in before, but I set up a few questions here. So hopefully you can uh, humor me. So right, let's just jump right into the first one. Let's do it. Okay. We've got five undefeated teams left. And I'd like you to rank these five who are legitimate contenders, who are pretenders, no particular order. Uh, We've got the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Titans, and the Bills. I had wrote wrote off the Steelers this year. I thought Big Ben would be uh, pretty much done. And they've shocked me with how good they've been, relatively. I think the Chiefs are favorite. You know, they didn't have a lot of turnover last year. They look really good this year. I'm surprised at how tough uh, the Chargers played them, what, two weeks ago? That was a lot closer than I think it should have been. Um, But I was thrilled that it was even that close. Yeah. Uh, I think the Seahawks look really good. Metcalf is a beast, man. That guy is incredible. Yeah, I think uh, the Niners are not going to be as good this year, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see actually a Seahawks-Chiefs Super Bowl. Yeah, seriously. I think that's, that's right on, man. On the AFC side, Chiefs, and then second best team, maybe Baltimore, maybe potentially the Bills or Titans, I guess. I I can't really tell with those two yet. I mean, I know the Titans were in the AFC title game last year, but they, yeah, it's just those two teams, I'm not sure. I think the NFC is a lot stronger, but the AFC might be catching up. Yeah, the Bills, uh, Josh uh, Josh Allen has been playing really well. I mean, Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's really taking like that this year. He can run, too. That's what surprised me. I didn't think he would be that, as mobile as he was. But, and they made the playoffs last year, right? That's the first time the Bills had made the playoffs in a long time. Yeah, seriously. All right, then. Uh, 
Time to take a quick sponsor break. We've got to pay the uh, Wi-Fi bills here. This week, we're brought to you by the makers of Chia Pets. Chia Pets asks, are you all alone, stuck inside your 800-square-foot apartment, just wishing you had some company? But maybe you're too lazy to use a dating app and too indecisive to adopt a dog or a cat. Well, Chia Pet is the perfect companion to get you through the pandemic. Made popular by San Franciscan Joe Pettit in the 1960s, Joe was also afraid to leave his home, but for a different reason, the hippies. Joe felt the flowers and the tie-dye threaten his sexuality. He wanted to introduce a product to the more orthodox American. Well, here we are 45 years later, and once again, Joe is deadly afraid to go outside. But this time, it's because he's in a vulnerable age group. So he's coming back with a whole new lineup of Chia Pets to meet the moment. Popular 2020 Chia Pets include Joe Buck, Ellen DeGeneres, and of course, Anthony Fauci. Get yours at your neighborhood Walgreens and tell them Talking Shop sent you. Don't be confused. Okay, back to the pod. I want to talk about Eli versus Philip Rivers. In the 2004 NFL draft, the Chargers drafted Eli. Famously, number one overall. We all know the story. Archie Manning makes a few calls, and all of a sudden, Eli is headed to New York. And the fourth pick, Philip Rivers, San Diego. So those are two teams, man. And now yeah. we've Eli's retired, and Phillip's in a different location. How do you feel all these years later? You know, it's kind of torn. Eli, is, is, to be a Giants fan must be tough, man, because Eli can be so good, <laughs> but then so terrible. I mean, they were, those years that he won, he crushed it, you know? That Super Bowl against Tom Brady was a little bit lucky, but, you know, a win's a win. Um, Philip Rivers, you know, has had talent around him for years. He had LT. He had a bunch of good wide receivers, had a good defense, still couldn't get it done. So I got to say the Giants made the better pick. He was a stat machine, man. Philip Rivers, 125 and 102 record, 65% completion percentage, 60,000 yards, 400 touchdowns, made six playoff appearances. Whereas Eli, I just pulled these stats, 117 and 117 records. So he retired right at the perfect moment. <laughs> he only had a 60% completion percentage, 57,000 yards, 366 touchdowns, 244 picks, 8-4 and four record in the playoffs, two Super Bowls. He only won a playoff game in two years. He went 4-0 twice in two different years, the two Super Bowl years. And his other four trips to the playoffs, they lost the first game. And they never made it outside of those six appearances in his whole time there. So it was brutal, dude. It was brutal being a Giants fan. Yeah, really at least tough. you got two Super Bowls for it, though. We have got very similar sort of story with no Super Bowls. <laughs> I think that's the kicker. He was a little bit easier to watch on a week-to-week basis than Eli because he like yeah. knew what he was doing, and uh, his passes were a little more crisp, <laughs> to say the yeah, least. That's for sure. The Chargers, though, is such a painful team to watch because they they managed to find a way to lose games that they should not have lost. I mean, week in and week out, it was one year they lost, I don't know, five or six games by a field goal in the last 30 seconds. And that's one of the years. The other one, you know, they're, they're up by 20 points against the Saints and fighting for the playoffs, and then they lose in, you know, give up 21 points in less than four minutes. It's just painful sometimes to be a Chargers fan. How do you rate them so far in the new stadium and going forward? Yeah, I mean, I was I was surprised that Tyrod Taylor went out through training camp, but, you know, I, I guess they're in rebuilding. They've been rebuilding for a while. But Herbert looks pretty good. I mean, I've been impressed with his last couple performances. Last week against the Panthers was not great, but 
Um, this past weekend was pretty good, and against the Chiefs, he was pretty good. Um, I'm excited, though. What's the makeup of Chargers fans? So is it mostly San Diego, 50% San Diego? Like, what percentage people living in Los Angeles or Orange County or, like, who, who, where are their fans from? Mainly, like, southern L.A. all the way down to San Diego. A lot of Orange okay. County fans, San Diego. I know a lot of people that were not happy with the fact that they moved. I was kind of indifferent. I can understand why they want to move. LA is a bigger market. They can get more money. They can get more excitement. Um, yeah. San Diego is a beautiful city, and I loved going to Chargers games there. But it's really, I mean, it's the bottom corner of the United States. It's not an easy place necessarily to go and see a game. To get to Qualcomm was also kind of a challenge. Um, just like most football games, it would take you about an hour to get in there. Yeah. Through, like, parking and taking shuttles and like a light rail. Like and, a lot, yeah. And, and all of that. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, I mean, look at the Rams. They were able to turn themselves around moving to L.A. They got a lot of excitement. I'd like to see the same thing with the Chargers. That, sa- that stadium is really nice. It looks sick. Every time I've been to San Diego, I've wondered how people like would even want to go to a game. It's like yeah. so nice there. Right. It's like, why did I leave my, why would I leave the beach and go to sit in traffic, wait for an hour, like you said, and then go to a game? Especially if you can go to like a sports bar right by the beach and have like, you know, oh my God. Yeah. food with a big TV and you're paying the same prices. Yeah. Because you guys, you could say the same thing about Seattle. It's like up in the corner of the United States, but at least like the weather sucks there. So yeah, they love their Seahawks. <laughs> they do. Okay. So Love for you to pick a few up-and-coming NFL lines this next weekend. Okay. Now, for the record, we've had three guests on. You're the fourth. All three guests have gone two and one in their picks. So, pretty wow. impressive slate of okay. picks so far. And these are 50-50 propositions. So, you're going to pick these games with the line uh, included. So, Kansas City, the Chiefs, are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders next week. They're 12.5-point favorites. Yeah, the Chiefs. They're going to hold that over. Yeah. The Raiders look yeah, good. Old- I mean, Gruden is, it played well. I mean, I was surprised with the Saints, but uh, the Chiefs are just, they're going to destroy him, I think. I, th- I think you're right on that one. Yeah. Second game. Bucks are on the road against the Bears. Five and a half point favorites. Tom Brady's won three in a row now, I think. Yeah. That Chargers game, the Bucks Chargers game, that was crazy. I was like, yes, crazy. the Chargers are going to beat Brady. <laughs> two minutes later, I checked the score. Brady scored three touchdowns. I was like, oh, f- <laughs> Classic Brady game, yeah. Um, you know, the Bears have switched now to Foles starting, right? Yeah, yeah. The bench Trubisky, I think. Super Bowl um, MVP Foles. Yeah, I'd take the Bucks. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a matchup of, yeah, you're, you just reminded It's a matchup of uh, Super Bowl MVP. Right. Brady versus Foles. <laughs> yeah, Brady will make that catch. And then I can give you a third NFL game, or if you want... You can elect into an NBA Finals prop. Up to you. I think the Lakers are going to win. We can, um, we can give you any basketball. All right, here, here's, the, here's the question. Who's going to win NBA Finals MVP? LeBron James or anyone else? Which can include Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis. I think it's going to be LeBron James. All right, there you go. Lock those three picks in. We'll, uh, we'll let you know next week how Chris did. Nice. Awesome. Want to do a little trivia? Yeah. Okay. So in 2019, a.k.a. last year, Christian Caffrey had an all-time fantasy season, producing more than 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards, the second-best fantasy season ever for a player. Tell me, Chris, who has the most fantasy points ever in one season? 
I'm going to guess that it was relatively recent in Le'Veon Bell. It was very similar, catching a lot of balls and uh, running the ball a lot. So I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you're going to be you're going to be a little mad when you hear the answer. With Danian Tomlinson. Oh man. I thought it might have been him. But. Yeah, 2006. With Danian Tomlinson accumulated 1,800 rushing yards, 500 passing yards. He had a single season record for 28 rushing touchdowns. Damn. He also threw two touchdowns and he caught three in the air. Pretty crazy year. Do you remember when he was actually a pretty good passer? I remember him. Yeah. He he was on the Chargers. Obviously, when I moved to the United States, I wasn't like super into American football. It's only when I moved to Santa Clara that I kind of got into it. And then I got to see the back end of his career, which was good. Didn't really pay attention to the front end. <laughs> is, there, is football big at all in South Africa or Hong Kong, where you, the two places you live? No, but it's growing in the UK. Um, they will, a lot of bars will have uh, football games on Sunday night. Um, you know, obviously the Sunday morning games. They are playing the, the game every year in uh, London and that plays yeah. out in Wembley and that thing sells out every time. I think they do two games or they were before COVID and it's a big deal. I mean, like the UK gets super fired up for the, the game. They have advertisements all over the place. They, you know, make a big spectacle of it. It's growing considerably. I don't know if there's any realistic chance of them actually putting like a football team in London because I don't think that's really practical. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely grown with excitement, that's for sure. And a lot of rugby players are looking for that transition because there's just so much more money in football. Yeah, I think it's probably more likely they put a team in Mexico first because it's just yeah. geographic location. Right. That time change will really mess with you. I mean, imagine a team having to play like West Coast game and then a London game back to back. Right. Gnarly uh, jet lag. Right. I mean, we everyone complains or, or talks about the the difference between like a West Coast team going to the East Coast, playing on a different time zone. Like imagine going to all the way to the UK and have to play somebody. Obviously they figured it out for one or two games, but if you have to do it every week, it'd be tough. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's focus in on our league, uh, our fantasy league for a bit here. And I'm going to throw out some trades between teams in our league. And you can tell me who's getting the better of the trade. Or if it's even. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Trade number one. Team A trades Cooper Cup and Sony Michelle. And Team B trades Josh Allen and Mike Davis. Who gets the better of that one? Ooh. I would say Josh Allen and Davis. Cooper Cup has been really good, but I think uh, now he's the threat that everybody covers on the Rams. So he's not going to have the – I don't think he's going to have the same numbers that he was having last year or the year before. Uh, and they've seemed to – they've got Robert Woods on the Rams, but they don't have a ton of wide receiver threats. And Josh Allen has just played really well as a quarterback. I mean, he's – I think he's going to be a top top six quarterback because, like you said, he runs a lot. Yeah. He can, he can score some touchdowns on his legs as well as throwing them. So, I think – Yeah, he was a steal. So Andrew Lamb would have gotten the better of that one. John – Company should not do that deal then. Yeah. All right, second second deal here. Team A trades the New England defense. Team B trades Leonard Fournette. Mm. And for the record, I'm setting up trades here where one team, you know, has a plethora of, of running backs. They have one to spare, and the other one has a plethora of receivers, for instance, and so they have one to So these are realistic things that could actually get done and teams could, could discuss, so. 
Again, New England defense for Leonard Fournette. That's a good one. Leonard Fournette had a uh, little bit of a slow start, but that Patriots defense has always been uh, good. They had a couple years where they kind of laid a few duds, but for the most part, they, they have a lot of takeaways. Belichick's obviously an excellent defensive coach. That's um, a tough one. I'd say just for the value of Leonard or of a running back, I'd say Leonard Fournette. But if yeah. you look around, those defenses are, if you don't have a good one, you're definitely getting in the negatives. I did that last week. I had Baltimore's defense against the Chiefs, and I was like, yeah. there's, no, there's no way. The only <laughs> ones that were available were like Jacksonville. And uh, yeah. So I'd say it's pretty even, but I'd maybe go just with the value of running backs in the league, Leonard Fournette. Deal. Yeah, so it sounds like Renner and I have an even trade there. That's between me and me and Renner. So. Yeah. All right, trade number three. Team A trades Christian McCaffrey, who's out until at least week seven, and Team B trades Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley. Ooh. Ooh. I'd say getting – yeah, that's a tough one. You really don't know. Cooper, if, uh, if McCaffrey comes back – Later, he might have a little bit of a slow start. And at that point, if you're, if you're already out of the shot of the playoffs, then it, it doesn't matter how good McCaffrey is. If you can't stabilize your standings in between now and then. So I'd have to go with uh, taking Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley now. Yeah. So uh, alligator blood should go ahead and do that. Danny Kale versus uh, a Christmas Carol, Tommy Hendrickson. Yeah. All right. Depends Last where you spin in the league too. I mean, if you need like to jumpstart, or you're really bleeding, and you need like something to get a couple more wins. But if you're, you know, Dave usually is sitting in a pretty good position. I don't know how that guy drafts. Like, a, somehow he always comes up with a super team. He's a running back whisperer, man. He knows. No, I don't know how he does it. He even picks Crazy. up people in like the fifth and sixth round that end up being like top scorers. Well, Danny Kill does need a jumpstart. He actually. He's put Kittle on the training block for to get an RB1, so mm. he needs something. Yeah. I've been un, unlucky with just some of the, the games. I just keep scoring like a decent amount of points and just end up losing. So this week's going to be a similar thing. We're pretty even tonight. We're going to see. It's going to yeah. be a very interesting game. Exclusive the TV. You know what you're right, going to do? You're going to stick with your defense? <laughs> no, I don't know if I'm going to keep the defense in. It's going to have to decide by 520. All right, so one last one before we let you go. Team A trades Aaron Rodgers and Julian Edelman. Team B trades Will Fuller and John Brown. Um, Rodgers' deal is better. Yeah, so Dylan Lockman, Brady can go buck himself, should, should go ahead and do that deal with Chrissy Knowles, the team, the team, the team. Bring in Aaron Rodgers and just ride that horse till the end of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Green Bay Seahawks NFC Championship again. If Aaron Rodgers can keep playing the way he's playing, they're going to be hard to stop. So it sounds like you're locking in the Packers, you're locking in the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and then who's your fourth? Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, I like that. I just think there's a sneaky chance that like the Bills can get in there. Josh Allen keeps playing like this all season. Yeah, it, it should be good. I think you're right. I think the AFC is getting a little better. And with Brady, you know, moving over into the NFC, it shakes up a lot of things. For sure, for sure. All right, man. I'll let you get back to it. Pleasure's been all mine. Really lovely time today. I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Good luck tonight. Yeah, thank you. It'll be a close one. All right, man. Take care. All right. Talk to you later.